Today, Donald Trump speaks out after being arraigned. Devin Archer blasts a hole in the Democrat narrative on the Biden crime family. And the ACLU sues Texas over the so-called drag ban. I've got a, a few words to say about that. We've got all of that and more coming up, but it all starts right now. Welcome to the News and Why It Matters. I am Sarah Gonzalez. And since we left you yesterday, former President Donald Trump was arraigned at a D.C. courthouse where, as expected, he pled not guilty. Trump spoke out later yesterday afternoon, calling the event a sad day for America. Watch. Well, thank you very much. This is a very sad day for America. And it was also very sad driving through Washington, D.C. and seeing the filth and the decay and all of the broken buildings and walls and the graffiti. This is not the place that I left. It's a very sad thing to see it. Uh, when you look at what's happening, this is a persecution of a political opponent. This was never supposed to happen in America. This is the persecution of the person that's leading by very, very substantial numbers in the Republican primary and leading Biden by a lot. So if you can't beat him, you persecute him or you prosecute him. We can't let this happen in America. Thank you very you much, everyone. His next hearing on this case is set for August 28th, just five days after the first Republican presidential debate, which Trump has yet to say whether or not he will participate in. And as Trump continues to be the politically most politically persecuted person in perhaps like American politics ever, Devin Archer confirmed to Tucker Carlson that the Democrat narrative of Joe Biden not being involved in Hunter's business dealings is what he calls categorically false. Watch. There's no corruption here at all. This is totally normal. Joe Biden had no role whatsoever in uh, in his son's business or knowledge of it. But right. How would I mean, that seems false. Yeah, I, th I think that. Yeah, I think that's that's categorically false. I think that what what the. He was aware of Hunter's business. He met with Hunter's business partners. He, I mean, you found a letter that that illustrates that he knew me. And I he's thanking you. <laughs> he's thanking you for so, his efforts. So I think that was, for, yeah. I think your efforts. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that, uh, that's a, um, you know, that's, that's not factually right. But no, no two-tier justice system here. Here to discuss this and more, we have Eric July, Blaze TV contributor and owner of Ripiverse Comics. And his first time on the program, we have Link Lauren. He is culture commentator. You can find him on TikTok, Instagram. Um, everywhere. Yeah, much more hip than <laughs> us. Sure. I'm going to include you in that, Eric. Oh, that's fine. I'm, I'm, I'm not the hippest <laughs> in the world. Um, so I want to get your thoughts, guys, on Trump being arraigned. I, it, was, it was funny. I saw you guys both laugh mm -hmm. when Trump brought up D.C. and the state of it, mm -hmm. which I laughed to the first time I heard it. But I, that was a very intentional comment from Donald Trump on the state of D.C. Mm -hmm. since he left things. And he's not wrong, also. No, I think more so it's like... It. <laughs> 
he, he's going to the, you know, it's been rain or whatever, and he's like, yeah, man, this place sucks. Yeah. Uh, that's, well, that's, you turned this into a real crap hole yeah, since I've been like, gone. This place is absolutely uh, terrible. So it's funny because he's going on about that, and then he moves to like, yeah, I'm being persecuted or whatever. <laughs> but first, let me get out the way. This place sucks. This place stinks. <laughs> I thought that was a, a hilarious approach. But obviously, you know, he's correct. I mean, I mean, we talked about this a million times on the show, Sarah. Um, that's what exactly is happening here. They've never liked the guy. Um, they're not going to ever like the guy. And I think it's even less about him leading right now and more about even if he wasn't even running. If they found a way to try to – it's more so who he follow or who follows him, excuse me, to be more accurate. And more importantly, it's more of what that movement, let's say, meant to the cultural kind of shift in, the, in this country. So if they can kind of – for lack of better terms, nail somebody to the cross and make an example out of them. That's exactly what it is they're going to do. So he's the, he's kind of the fall guy there. Of course, this has nothing to do with fairness or law legality. It has nothing to do with this. More like we're kind of lose whatever loophole to punish our political enemies. Uh, and this is a guy that we can make an example of. And we're going to send the uh, I guess the the more greater the great message mm-hmm. in prosecuting and persecuting uh, Donald Trump. So it, it, we talked about this for, for a while now. This is just another attempt for them to do that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, look what's happened since he left. You got cocaine at the White House, topless people on the White House lawn, a love child in Arkansas. D.C. does not look the same. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like it's Groundhog Day with these indictments. We've seen this film before. This is the third one. We're going to have maybe the fourth one next week. So I think everybody's kind of tired. It's deja vu. It's not really sticking. So unless these trials show us something really crazy and groundbreaking we've kind of seen it before yeah and it's you know it's fascinating because it really seems to me like whenever they announce a new you know a new indictment or or a new case or whatever um which by the way seems to follow a very curious timeline of something bad happens with joe biden Mm -hmm. we find out new information on joe biden the very next day (laughs) we get an indictment dropped on donald trump again and it's like gee i wonder what they're trying to do here but it seems like with each indictment indictment, he just keeps rising in the polls. Right. He's almost like the Terminator and he's not going (laughs) down. (laughs) Like he's made of Teflon and things just bounce off of him. So they're going to keep going, but I don't know if it's going to stick. Yeah. So I want to ask both of you this question um, because I've I've asked a couple people on the show. Do you think that they have a problem putting him in prison because there are a lot of people who say they would never do that. And my personal opinion is I think we're so far past that point of like, mm-hmm. they would never do that. This is America, American politics. Mm-hmm. This is America. They would never lock up their political opponent. Like, I don't think it's a coincidence right. that they're pushing all of these things. I don't think it's a coincidence that two years later, <laughs> two, you know, two and a half years later, all of a sudden we see an indictment on January 6th when a thousand people were already charged with stuff. I don't right. think it's a coincidence that they're trying to like twist and turn and break, you know, uh, current law um, in the uh, the New York case, mm-hmm. which is the falsifying business records case, which the, the statute Daniels. of yeah, well, yeah. and the yes, the statute of limitations has already it's mm-hmm. gone, and they're still doing it. Also, like, we've all paid off a hooker once or twice. You know, like, the, the biggest mistake was not paying her in cash and leaving yeah. a paper trail. So if you're going to pay your hookers, pay them in cash. Okay? It, yeah, That's if you learn. have anything yeah. to take from this, your takeaway of this story is. Um, but I mean, I'm like, I don't know. I haven't seen any evidence whatsoever that would lead me to believe that they wouldn't throw him in prison just to prove a point. I don't think they care. Well, all it takes is one person, I think, to have a hung jury. So I just don't see him seeing the inside of a prison cell. I mean, going to prison's my worst nightmare because I don't look good in orange. But yeah, I think they might put him on house arrest at Mar-a-Lago. I don't see him seeing the inside of a prison ever. 
even with a, I'm trying to look up the, um, wasn't it like 5% of people in D.C. that voted for Trump? I mean, they all hate but him. On a now. jury, there's going to be that one who hangs out. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be that one person, maybe they're getting some hush money, but you know, there's going to be that one person who's going to hold out the jury, I'm guessing, in all four of these cases. I have a hard time thinking they're going to be unanimous. I mean, so, so he better rely on a jury of his peers because this judge <laughs> in this particular case has like thrown the book at every J6er that she right. has seen. I mean, given more than the requested sentencing from the ju uh, from the DOJ. The DOJ has recommended, and she's been like, nah, I'm going to give you one further. No, the second I saw that Tanya Chutkin was an Obama-appointed judge, I'm like, oh, Trump. That's yeah. <laughs> not looking great for yeah. him. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, like, oh. your freedom relies on a jury of your peers <laughs> in D.C. Awesome. What could go wrong, Eric? Yeah, I mean, look, will he see the inside of a prison? I don't put anything past him. It's more so what's advantageous to the these, these folks. If they feel like right. that's something that's advantageous to them and their causes, it's just that everything seems to up until this point has backfired for them as far as the popularity goes up and their effect or impact, let's say, of each thing, each punch that they try to uh, land is lessened with each indictment, if that's what it is that you want to call it. So they would have to be desperate as all get out to really go there. And if they do, I think we're gonna see a blowback like no other there. That would, that's why I say I kind of teeter-totter there because they have to consider that. Mm -hmm. But they also, on the other hand, I'm like, well, would they because they're stupid? See, I'm, I'm done. I, I, I'm done like giving these people the benefit of the doubt. I think that's what our side, be it libertarian yeah. conservatives, does way too much for I these agree. people uh, in thinking that they are you know, we can accept that they're morally evil, mm -hmm. but we can't accept that they're stupid. Uh, and I, I will. Uh, these are very dumb people. So they will do dumb things. So f for things that I can't quite explain, I think that's where our mind often gravitates towards. We're like, OK, there has to be a calculated effort here. And I do used to do that a lot. Yeah. Now I'm like, maybe it's just flat out stupidity. And they don't know any better uh, because they're dumb people. I think also he's going to turn these trials into his campaign, like all the trials, all of the media coverage. I mean, the way they follow his motorcade around, it's like the O.J. Simpson white Bronco. Like they have him on the freeway, then he's pulling in, then he's going here, then he's going to the plane. He's going to suck up all the oxygen on every news station, which is going to backfire for them. Mm -hmm. He's going to be on scene and none of the other candidates are going to be able to compete with the Donald Trump trial. Four of them? Yeah. It's not possible. Yeah, which, by the way, is why I want him at the debates. I think mm -hmm. it would be, I, I understand when you're leading by that amount why you would want to say, yeah, it's not worth the risk, but God, I want those viral moments so bad. Um, okay, so I want to get to this before we have to go to break here. So uh, Missouri Republican Senator Eric Schmidt and North Carolina Republican Congressman Dan Bishop introduced a bill that would permit citizens to sue specific federal employees for unlawfully censoring them online. This is called the Censorship Accountability Act. And uh, they say that Americans will have a course of action if their First Amendment is violated. I'm going to read a little bit of uh, Eric Schmidt's press release that he said, I'm taking action to ensure uh, that none of this uh, censorship ever happens again. This legislation would allow citizens to hold individual bureaucrats accountable if they collude with social media companies to censor speech. I've already filed legislation that would, that would hold the social media companies accountable if they censor speech. Now I'm working to hold federal government actors accountable. Um, now, this is interesting because this comes right as we found news that um, the Biden administration did seek to suppress Daily Wire, mm -hmm. our friends over at the Daily Wire, their content um, over at Facebook. And that 
Let's be honest. That's just what we know about. I mean, we saw what happened in all of the, you know, the Twitter files, mm-hmm. all of those uh, dumps where we saw all of these emails exchanged. But again, I don't even think we've I mean, I think that's that's just scraping the surface. Mm-hmm. Whatever we've seen is just scraping the surface. We haven't seen what's going on at YouTube. We largely hasn't mm-hmm. haven't seen what's going on with the rest of what was happening at Facebook. So um, what are your thoughts on this uh, this bill? And does it even have a shot at passing? Oh, man. Uh, see, that's where they should have started. Like, I hate this whole. All right. We're going to go after the private uh, instant. I lose that. Use that term loosely. Um, Private institution first. And it's like, okay, if we know and that's the core issue, that's the problem that everybody has. It ain't the private private companies doing whatever the hell that they want, even no matter how weak I think that it is, is absolutely their right. I want to be very, very clear. I don't I'm not inconsistent on that issue. My issue has always been consistent on this and that. If it becomes, it's not private. We're not talking about privatization. We're not t- talking about a private institution. If the state is is working with or colluding with the private institution, there's a literal term for that. And there was a guy that was out of Italy that specifically called this out. It's called fascism. That's the literal term. It's merging corporate with state. That's specifically what it is. And I'm against that in its entirety. So they should be punished. That's criminal uh, in itself. I just wish people started there instead of okay. Okay, we're, we're, we're not actually going to the source of the problem here. Right. Right. I mean, the First Amendment is a bipartisan issue. If we don't have free speech, yeah. we have nothing else in this country. And when you hear about Joe Biden going back to court to appeal the lower court's ruling so he can censor social media, steer the narrative, suppress Hunter Biden content, that is a problem. You might as well use the Constitution as toilet paper if that's your way of thinking. So this is unacceptable. This should be a much, much bigger story on every news station, this censorship. But of course, they're not going to cover it. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right. We got to take a quick break here. We'll be back with more. But we want to thank our sponsor of this segment, Raycon. So um, I am, uh, I guess I should announce this to you guys. I will only be here next week on Monday and then I'm going on vacation because it turns out that people who work on TV (laughs) need vacations too. And what I'm going to be bringing with me on the plane are my Raycons. Um, I try to bring them with me everywhere. Uh, So if you guys are using the, you know, I won't name the competitor, but the little ear the earbuds that you put in and they they have the stems that just like hang and it weights your ear down and it makes them able to fall out easier and then you lose them and then you're like I just spent way too much money on these earbuds that I just lost don't do that Go over to Raycon's website, get you some Raycons. I use them all the time. I use them when I'm working out. Um, I use them when I'm on the airplane. I use them sometimes in my house when it's just too loud and I need to get my work done. So whatever the case may be, make sure you're getting the same premium audio quality that you would with any of the other big name uh, earbuds, but you're going to save a ton of money. So you can go to Raycon, uh, buy Raycon, B-U-Y Raycon. Dot com slash y get 15% off using that particular uh, web link. It is by B-U-Y, Raycon.com slash Y. Two bodies of likely illegal immigrants att- attempting to cross the U.S.-Mexico border were found Wednesday, one of which was recovered near buoys in the river that are part of Texas Governor Greg Abbott's newly installed 
border barrier. So you can see these right here. They're just these big buoys made of like balloon material, I think it is. And uh, the Mexican government was the first to inform the public about the incident and, of course, linked the, linked the deaths to the buoys. Governor Abbott released a statement to the Washington Examiner disputing that claim that migrants died from the barriers, uh, saying the Mexican government is flat out wrong. To be clear, preliminary information points to the drowning occurred before occurring before the body was even near the barriers. The Texas Department of Public Safety previously reported to Border Patrol the dead body floating upstream from the barriers in the Rio Grande. Um, but, you know, it's just so frustrating to see this and somehow see Greg Abbott getting heat mm -hmm. when the most reasonable solution that I can come up with is to stop encouraging people to make a dangerous journey. Mm -hmm. This is not the first time we've seen some illegal immigrants or attempted uh, illegal immigrants die. It's not going to be the last mm -hmm. with or without the barriers because it is dangerous and we need to stop incentivizing them to come. And that seems like really common sense and logical to me and I don't understand where the disconnect is. Well, look, on the subject of immigration uh, here, uh, this is why I say there's going to be injustices on each side. I mean, Great Hopper talks about this as well, uh, anarcho-capitalists, this whole idea that there's somehow uh, you in the more moral position if you just leave it wide is, is nonsensical because that in, that assumes, number one, everybody that's trying to get over here is having zero issues, uh, but it also assumes that everybody has good intentions, and that's simply not True, as guys lived in South Texas, um, including Laredo. Uh, I've seen it from my own eyes. Uh, it it can uh, it, it's let's say this is it's interesting, and for people to act as if that is a journey for some people, yeah, they feel like the risk is worth it. But I think uh, to your point, uh, Sarah, the whole incentivizing is the fundamental problem here because people pretend like that's not a thing. Even with the whole trafficking issue, it's 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 right. not a thing right. at all. And and that's a problem. You know what I mean? So if you don't address that, you're going to keep hearing stories like that. But to those who are like, and this is the thing, you know, I get this. I talk about this with my fellow libertarians all the time. It's like, what is the solution here? Right. If if we can assume that something like that is tragic, what actually is the what's the solution? And because just simply saying, well, if you just leave it open, like that's not necessarily a solution to no. the to the fundamental problem of why people are doing it in the first place. It doesn't solve any sort of issue. It's a, it's a feel good mm -hmm. thing because you see what's happening right now in New York City where they're basically saying, wait a minute, uh, don't send these guys here. We got we got we got problems and all that. So. You got to, I think it's a far more complex of an issue than what people try to make it, I will say that. But to act as if this is just innocence, embarking on a journey mm -hmm. that should have been easy and there's no in-between, that's just not true, man. And I think, to be fair, a lot of these people know that. That's when I think it's nefarious. That's true. You know better. That's and true. And you're just like acting as if it's not the case. Most times, though, that approach comes from people who don't really feel the brunt of whatever happens anyway. Yeah. Like guys up in the New York Southern right. world where they're like, oh yeah, bring them all yeah. over here. We, we actually care. We're the compassionate people. <laughs> yeah. We have a sanctuary city. Uh, nine months later, well, we're all filled yeah, up. You're on the street. <laughs> yeah, I think we're not getting all the information about this case because I thought the water and the news sites were saying this too. The water was between knee and hip height. So if you're drowning in two and a half, three feet of water, there's something else mm -hmm. going on. I'm not sure if it's the buoys. Also, I feel like it's a slap in the face to people, and I get messages all the time from immigrants who came to this country, went through the process, and that's the great thing about America is yeah. we are a melting pot, come one, come all, but do it the right way. And so they're kind of playing Russian roulette with their lives, and it's really tragic, 
really sad, especially like you guys mentioned in New York, thousands of people sleeping on the street. But here, if I go to any other country and show up at the border, mm -hmm. they're not going to put me on an air-conditioned bus, take me to a major city, give me a cell phone, a stipend, food, computers, lodging. It's just not going to happen. And right. we're seeing that we don't have the resources and the infrastructure to take care of all of them. Right, right. And, and I mean, I, I don't mm. disagree with you. First of all, I do think that the immigration system that we do have should be overhauled. Mm. What I mean by that is I think that it should be easier and less expensive for skilled people mm -hmm. who we know will be a net benefit right. to our society so to be able to come over. Right. It's just it's so expensive. Well, and, I, and I say this as a, a person who, you know, has like, you know, be, be people that work with me and have, you know, immigrant wives. Yeah. And it's like the amount of stuff that, know. you know, you have to go through. And, I'm, I've, you know, I've been one of those guys that, you know, they would have you, hey, if you're a reputable guy, please write this letter for all these people. And then we're going to wait another period of, of mm -hmm. years. Like, that's nonsense. Like, right. able-bodied, ready-to-work people that Who are... have a particular skill. Right. Because right? I know all these young men that we see in New York are, I'm able sure, able-bodied. Able are they going to contribute? Sure. They're, they're, I don't think so. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and, 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 you know, that that's, I think... Most people agree that that's a fundamental problem. Sure. Right. Yeah. If you have skills, you can come. If you look like a Breaking Bad character, you can't come. <laughs> it's that simple. Better call Saul. You can't come. Right. Okay? Right. Right. Um, so let me. I'm going to read this uh, Congresswoman Sylvia Garcia's reaction to the migrants' death at the Rio Grande. It's just fascinating because she says the state of Texas, inhumane orders, the state of Texas has followed to unsuccessfully prevent asylum seekers from reaching the United States are putting people's lives at risk. Last time I checked, ports of entry, which is where asylum seekers are supposed to go, are not do not require you to cross the Rio Grande in the middle of the night. Also, yeah, we're using this umbrella term, asylum yes, seekers. Yes, that's not what it is. If you show up at the border with 20 pounds of meth and fentanyl <laughs> in your backpack, you're not an asylum seeker, right. okay? So we have to stop using that to denote every single person coming to the border. Right. We gotta find new terminology. Yeah, yeah, well, and and also, I mean, I think that it's important to get all of these, these videos that we see, I, I imagine you guys see them too, mm -hmm. at the table of, you know, Border Patrol, we have Texas National Guard mm -hmm. closing gates that migrants are coming through. Border Patrol comes right back behind them and opens the gate, right? They right. unlock the gate, they open it. They're literally, this is literally, what else do you call that other than mm -hmm. an open border? And I still have people in my mentions when I tweet something like stop encouraging people to make the journey, they're like, well, who's encouraging it? Well, right. who's encouraging it? Well, I heard Secretary Mayorkas say the border is closed, so it must be closed. It's like, all you have to do is look at the video of these people literally just walking through. If you're walking through and you're being processed and you're being given a piece of paper that says, you must appear at a judge in the year 2032. Mm -hmm. That's an open border. Right. I don't know what else to tell you. Also, it is encouraging if you know showing up is going to get you on a bus to New York right. or San Francisco. You're going to have a cell phone. All that stuff I just mentioned, that is encouragement right. in and of itself. Also, with this border, turns out they can dig, okay, and shimmy under, you know, or scale a fence. <laughs> They're finding ways to get in. So we need new infrastructure and new security measures. So what do you, what do you think about the millions and millions and millions of illegal immigrants who are already here? Because I just, like, that is going to have such financial ramifications, mm -hmm. economic ramifications on our country. And I've said this before, 
I feel like it's worth mentioning here. I'm not saying like round them all up and ship them out. What I am saying is I don't know how it's feasible to not do some sort of a well, th- deport. Th- deporting. This is one of these chicken crap conservatives, and uh, and I ain't talking about the random. This is why I first of all they're all welfare status. Let me be very very clear. Each and every one of them that includes the idiots with the R's next to their name. That should be the fu- fundamental thing that should be attacked and removed completely. You talk about asylum seekers, you talk about the refugee, refugees, I use that term right. loosely, and how much welfare statism is tied up in, into that. You get rid of that. That's one of the major incentives. If you're going to take yep. care of people, you get a phone, you get this, you get that. Mm-hmm. Get rid of it. Now, I'd argue that the welfare state in general, like even yep. for dom- domestically, is one of the most rotten yep. uh, uh, things that exist. Yep. Get rid of it, eliminate it, but all of them are too chicken crap because it's the, what about the poor? What right. about this person? Right. What about that person? When what you're doing this is what welfare statism does. It incentivizes bad behavior. Yes. You keep paying into it, you're not going to get less of that bad behavior. You're just going to get more of it. So that's where they come in, and that's what you can do. That's what in here. So even if we assume, oh, borders wide open, we can't do anything, there's one thing that you can do that's directly in your power. Get rid of the welfare state. Yeah, I mean, look what's happening with Mayor Eric Adams in New York. There are veterans sleeping on the street who serve this country. They have no place to live. But you're putting migrants up in people's apartments in the Roosevelt Hotel. This is not a good system. System. It's okay to be a little selfish and put ourselves first yes. for a little while because we don't have the infrastructure and there's no other country that we could all show up to and be treated that way. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, all right, let's go ahead and take another quick break. want to thank our sponsor, this segment, Relief Factor. So Relief Factor is there for those of you who maybe you're living in pain. Maybe it's your knee. Maybe you have arthritis. Maybe you got tennis elbow. I don't know what the case may be, but I have disc problems and I have found that Relief Factor has worked tremendously for me. It's actually an anti-inflammatory. It's all natural, by the way. You guys know I'm like this crunchy, hippie, weirdo conservative. Um, There's not a lot of me uh, around. So I know, especially men, they'll be like, oh, that's all natural. It doesn't work. Actually, it does. All right. So many of us here at Blaze have used it and had great success with it, including our very own Glenn Beck, who will tell you that it changed his life. He was in such pain and Relief Factor turned that around for him. So here's what you need to do if you're living in pain. Okay. Go to Relief Factor's website, order their three-week quick start pack. It's $19.95, but 70% of the people who order it go on to keep ordering it because it's working for them. It can work for you. The odds are in your favor that it will. If you go to relieffactor.com, get that three-week quick start over at relieffactor.com. The ACLU of Texas sued the Texas Attorney General and other defendants on Wednesday. They say that the what they call the drag ban law, which is SB 12, which takes effect on September 1st, is unconstitutional. Now, their argument is that it could censor a large number of constitutionally protected performances. They also say that SB 12 violates the 14th Amendment, uh, which is equal protection under the law because it threatens their livelihood and free expression. Well, gosh, I would say you actually don't have the right to sexually indoctrinate and abuse children. That's actually not a a right that you have um, just because you're a member of the LGBT community. But uh, the Woodlands Pride Inc., Abilene Pride Alliance, Extra Grams LLC, 360 Queen Entertainment LLC, and Austin-based drag performer Bridget Bandit are the plaintiffs seeking court intervention. I want to play a clip for you of this lovely uh, Bridget Bandit releasing a video explaining why he is pursuing the lawsuit. Watch. Howdy y'all, I'm Bridget Bandit, a lifelong Texan and a non-binary drag artist. 
Texas politicians are using hate and fear to come after the LGBTQIA community and ban or limit drag performances while ignoring the very real problems Texans are facing. Mm. Drag has always been a form of free expression. And for many performers like myself, it allows us to earn a living while connecting with our community. We've witnessed how drag has uplifted our communities in ways we could only hope for, whether it's been through reading books at drag story times at the public library or from events raising money for things like abortion funds, disaster recovery relief for survivors of domestic violence. Drag is art and liberation. Okay, so I want to get one thing clear because I worked with uh, some of the legislators here um, on this particular uh, bill and other bills that were like it that ultimately they ended up using this particular bill. SB 12 is not a drag ban. SB 12 prohibits adults from exposing minors to sexually explicit content. So it sounds to me like you are telling on yourself that you want to shake your ass in front of little kids, which by the way, sounds a whole lot like a pedophile. Give or take. <clears throat> I think that's pretty accurate. I think Sarah nailed it uh, right there. Look, these freaking weirdos, um, I almost said something else, but I was very <laughs> close there. But, yeah, I, yeah, obviously it's always sad when this stuff has to go to law because it was never a thing that we thought we were ever going to have to debate. Which is the only reason why it's not already illegal. Right. The only right. reason. Right, because you think it would be understood, like, yeah, doing a session, no matter what age or under what excuse, because that's what's happening here. That's what makes it so weird. Right. If they're like, well... Me doing, I don't want to put my words to this, but they look at it like because they're doing drag, that absolves them right. of doing weird stuff in front of in front of children. And that to me is bizarre. Yeah, like that, you're saying that this bill only targets you. Okay, so like maybe stop trying to diddle kids. Yeah, well that that that's, that seems to be the obvious answer. Because I guess in any other given context, we would accept that that wouldn't be appropriate. But just because you decide to right. put on makeup and do whatever does not mean that this does become something that is generally uh, acceptable. And these guys have, there's no self-awareness there at all. Mm-hmm. Because even though that is the fundament that's the argument there that's the position that people have it's not that complicated it's that dude if you want to as an adult do whatever you want to be in whatever weird stuff that you want to be in i can think it's the most bizarre thing but you have that right to do that you that i accept that leave the damn children alone is what people are saying and the fact that they act as or they're talking around a lot of that but the fact that they act that that's not the issue says a lot more about themselves and certainly it does us Mm -hmm. yeah no i think drag shows in and of itself are raunchy i mean look at what drag used to be it used to be a subculture that happened in bars and clubs late at night it's a man in a wig and a dress performing for drunk people Mm -hmm. right and that was okay there was a time and a place for that if you're 18 and up 21 and up but when rupaul drag race made all of the drag stuff mainstream you have to adjust you can't take the subculture out into the daylight in the exact same form you gotta kind of of water it down. If you're going to do a drag brunch, you can't be nude in the middle of the street. You know what I'm saying? You've got to water it down if you're going to take it mainstream. If you want to live in the fringes of society and do that in the clubs, in the bars that are 18, 21 and up, there's a time and place for that, but not when there are kids around. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of drag queens also, they can't help themselves. They'll say, oh, it's a wholesome show. There's going to be a strip tease, a reveal, all of that. Which is great in a gay club at two in the morning, not on Sunday at brunch. Yeah, and I I also want to make, well, a couple things clear here, one of which you just reminded me of. But Mm -hmm. um, number one, 
I'm sure the stripper at the local strip club down the street would also say that her performance is also art. Wholesome. That doesn't mean that children are allowed in the strip club. <laughs> right. You still have to be 18 or 21. Mm-hmm. Um, that, there's a reason for that. Same rules apply. Now, I want to get one thing. I just want to like make sure that I'm clear on my position here. Um, I don't think that the government should tell someone, should tell everyone blanket no children can see any drag performances ever, right? I don't think that that's the government's place to just ban drag performances. Any sort of, a man dressing up as a woman can never be in front of children. I don't think that's a government place. I do question a parent's ability to parent if they do choose to take their children to go see Bridget Bandit. I think that that's scary for a child. I think that that's confusing for a child. I think you're still indoctrinating them into an ideology that is confusing for them, that they are not ready to process if a parent chooses to do that. But that at that point, that's on the parent, mm-hmm. not on the government. Well, that's what's happening also in some schools like in New Mexico where they have that survey for 11-year-olds where you can choose six different pronouns. And then if you want to seek counseling without your parents' knowledge, you can check this box. When did teachers and these people right. become gods? Teach right. our kids the basics, multiplication, division. Teach them how to you know, balance a checkbook, do a mortgage. Yeah. But don't push and push and push all of this. Yeah, so I, I want to bring up, um, you know, ta- in talking about indoctrinating children, you guys think, they keep saying, we're not after your kids, we're not after your kids. Oh, okay, well, let's go over to a, a journalism professor, Dr. Katja Thiem, who said she tweeted this out and shortly after, shortly after uh, made her account private. Hey, want to know one of my all-time excellent parenting ideas? Let little children see penises and vulvas of various ages and sizes in a casual, normalized, totally safe way. The world will thank you for it, and so will those children when they grow up. Let me just say, as the obligatory gay guy at the table, it's, it's diversity day here at The Blaze. Let me just say this. Most gays, lesbians, trans, they agree with us. They agree yeah. with common sense. Yeah. They're afraid to come out and say it because they'll be canceled by their own community. That's why I take flack. But if you'd shown me pictures of vaginas and vulvas as a kid, I would have spontaneously combusted. Okay? <laughs> so this is terrible. Teach our kids the basics and let the parents do the rest at home. I mean, I'm gay and I still wouldn't want my kids someday learning about all the LGBT from a mm-hmm. teacher. What do they know? Let me mm-hmm. take care of it at home. Teach my kids that there are two genders. Teach them how to read, do their ABCs and leave the rest out of it. Right, right. Well, I mean, and even as, like, teachers aside, I don't find that, I mean, I guess I'm the the only one who has kids at the table, so I'll just say, as uh, the resident mom here, um, I know that's not appropriate to let your children Mm -hmm. see a bunch of different strangers' uh, private parts of all Mm -hmm. ages and sizes. I I, know, I don't think that that's a reasonable uh, thing to bring up. I think probably the FBI should check your hard drive. Mm-hmm. These people are crazy, man. But I, I, I say all the time, like, yeah, you know how I feel about teachers. Every time I get to talking about them, I'm, I'm going to preserve my thoughts because every time I talk about them, we all get backlash. <laughs> at, uh, don't send the hate mail to me. Yeah, to Eric. I always say, right. don't direct it to her, don't direct it even to the comments. Y'all can follow me on Twitter, y'all know where I'm at. And y'all can direct uh, y'all's hate towards me because y'all know how I feel about y'all, y'all's institution, and what it is that y'all do. And this is a primary example of that and how rotten that it is and why y'all should be out of jobs because Mm -hmm. your institution should be abolished. Yeah, I mean, I don't think, though, that any, I think that any reasonable teacher who, like, I think any teacher that's worth being in the system, Mm -hmm. um, 
would agree with. Like, I don't, I don't I see a, so. right. No. Like I don't see a good teacher not seeing that and not seeing that the institution itself is rotten to the core. Mm. Like, I, I just, I don't know well, how you can not have that. I know that they, people obviously find it a little more extreme than I do when I talk about the public education system needing to be completely overhauled. And by overhauled, I mean gone. Right. Because the way right. that it's set up right. is pumping out these little minions. And that's why they think they're gods. You know right. what I mean? Because they think they use terms like our children and all that good stuff, even though they're not your children. They use terms like that because they think that's their responsibility, which mm-hmm. is why out there in Florida, when that whole thing kicked off with the uh, uh, parental rights and education, bill well you had uh, these uh, whatever alphabet uh, uh, folks that were let's say teachers and they would come out and say well this is targeting me because when I come home from the weekend I want to be able to talk to my children like one specifically said that well, I think we covered it on the mm-hmm. show uh, talk to these children about like what what they and their partner did the weekend I'm like wait a minute what in the <laughs> hell why the hell are you having those conversations with kindergartners bro right. that's not that's not appropriate I don't, if you were straight that wouldn't be par- uh, appropriate right. it doesn't right. matter that you're gay that's just not a appropriate, but they think that it is because they think that they own your children. Right. And the silent majority agrees with us. That's yeah. the whole situation. Yeah. Um, Link, you've, it's your first time on the program. Mm-hmm. What, are, what are your thoughts on the, just the state of public schools? Well, here's the thing. Math and reading levels are lower than they've been in 33 years. So I feel like pronouns and all of that should take a far back seat (laughs) because the kids can't read. They can't write. You know, this is a major problem. They don't need to learn that there are 50 different pronouns when they can't even do A, B, C, D, E, F, G. You know what I'm saying? Or LGBTQ. You know, (laughs) they got to figure it out. The whole entire educational system needs to be overhauled. And let's not forget to say this. There are incredible teachers. You know, I think we all get messages probably from great teachers across this country, but there is this new generation of teachers that are pushing and pushing and pushing. Mm-hmm. This isn't your Facebook wall. This is a classroom. Teach them the basics. Right, right. And, well, right. And it's it's undeniably true that there are a, I know we got to go to break here in a second, but they are, there are record amounts of activists, mm-hmm. of very radical left activists who mm-hmm. have, in, they spent a long time oh, yeah. that was infiltrating yeah. the oh, yeah. education system oh, yeah. so right. that they could teach the oh, youth. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. that's, that's very clear, and then so you, it shouldn't be controversial to say. I know we have to go to break, but then yeah. you wonder why kids are scared, confused, and turning to drugs in higher numbers than they ever have right. before, but they're learning such a hodgepodge of material yes. they can't read. This is a big issue. Oh, and then on top of that, um, they're told not to tell their parents right. what, their, what their teachers are teaching yeah, exactly. them at home. I Gee, would be horrified could, if yeah. I were a parent. What could possibly go wrong? Mm-hmm. All right, we got to take a uh, quick break. We'll be back. Well, it's Friday, and uh, I forgot to do a Dear Sarah last Friday, so we're going to do one (laughs) this Friday. Make sure, if you guys haven't already, we've been getting some really, really great emails from you. You can email us if you need advice, if you need dating tips, whatever you need. Dear Abby's dead. Mm -hmm. So you can uh, send them to dearsarah at theblaze.com. I think that there is a Dear Abby column. We've been over this before. There is a Dear Abby column, but it's like from her daughter because she's dead. Mm -hmm. They're tricking you, (laughs) and you want the advice from me anyway. So uh, this one is, Dear Sarah, hey there. My sister lives in Florida with two of her adult children who live in her house. 
One decided he wanted to be a woman. My sister says that DeSantis passed a law that her grandchild can't be in her house because her trans child is considered lewd. This doesn't sound right to me, but there's nowhere I can search online without getting the mainstream media lies, such as the don't say gay law. I'd like to tell her to stop listening to the media lies, but I don't know of a place to search for actual laws that are applicable that DeSantis has passed. Please help. Sincerely concerned uncle. So I'm going to go ahead and be uh, upfront with you guys. I read this and I really wanted to send a link mm-hmm. to this gentleman. So I did already answer him um, in the actual email because mm-hmm. I needed to include the link. But what I would say is this is part of the the disinformation that comes from the left. This is like part of their ploy is that you can't disprove something like you can't prove that something doesn't exist if it doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. You can't send a link that says this law doesn't exist because it just doesn't exist. So what I would challenge you guys to do, if any of you are in this position, is I would challenge you to um, ask questions, make it on them to give you the bill number. What bill is that, mom? Can you tell me what bill it is so I can look it up that actually says in writing that your grandchild can't be at your home because you have a trans person in the house? (laughs) Because let me tell you, that's not a bill that exists. It just doesn't. So you've got to be asking these people the questions, these people who are making the outrageous claims that there's a law that's somehow preventing trans people from living a normal life. Um, Please, please put it on them to show you the proof. And until then, keep pushing back. And I would also add, and then I'm going to toss it to you guys, I would also add... Um, a great place to find information on laws is on the Capitol websites. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we've got a great, the Texas Capitol has a great website. You can search for bill text and all of that. So make sure that you are utilizing those as well. Um, Link, you called yourself, you're the, the resident gay here, you said. Yeah, so for today. I'm, I'm uh-huh. going to let you answer this first. So that was a really long letter. I didn't work that hard on my SATs. Okay, I was tr- I was trying to follow all that. All I can say is God bless you and your family. God bless all of you down in Florida. I have no idea what's going on in that household with them. Yeah, yeah. D- I mean, the don't say gay law does not actually mean the Doesn't police apply are gonna, to that, right. The police are not going to come get you if you mm-hmm. say the word gay in Florida. Mm. And, and oh, and by the way, I know this has quotations on it, but those of you who are listening on the audio podcast, mm. they did put quotes around the don't say gay law because he is recognizing that's not the actual name of it. Also, this notion that Florida is not accepting of gays. Have y'all been to Key West, South Beach, Miami? Florida loves gays. I love being in Florida, all right? So yeah. this whole notion of don't say gay, if you go to Florida, you're really not gonna experience that. You're gonna have a party, a mimosa, a good time, yeah. a pina colada, yeah. Uh, our, our good friend Dave Rubin uh, actually moved there, uprooted his entire life right. from California and moved there. So, um, yeah, just, you're going to be just fine if you're gay or trans in Florida. If Dave can handle it, you're good. <laughs> Eric. I don't know. There's not much you can do aside from sitting this person down and showing them the evidence uh, because, yeah, you put the burden of proof. That's the problem. Is these people are crazy. And your family might be crazy, too. Uh, I'm going to be completely honest with you. But all no, we got, are crazy. We, got, we got to be honest with the situation because yeah. this is, the, as I say all the time, I'm quoted this many times, and that is you cannot reason a person out of position that they got to by way of emotion. So if this person is emotionally attached to this specific narrative, good luck. You can sit up here and hold it right in their face. It don't say that. Mm-hmm. They are delusional. Uh, that's unfortunately, I've gone, we've all probably gone back and forth with people about this bill, and it's like, it doesn't say that, and then they malfunction mm-hmm. because they don't really know how to act. It's very difficult. I don't really have an answer. That is your family member, I will say that. So, <laughs> You know better than I do yeah. maybe what 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 works. Let's say that. But maybe I don't know anything short of 
just putting it right there in their face. Like, I don't know. My parents taught me growing up, you can't reason with crazy, okay? Right. And True. also, it's like you were saying with this don't say gay situation, it doesn't actually say that in the bill, but <laughs> right. disinformation now is anything people don't agree with. So if you try and show them facts that they don't agree with, it's disinformation. Yeah. So you can't reason with crazy. I would love oh. to know where this person, like where the mom even got that information from that that being trans in someone's home I can already is guess that. Lewd. I have the mom in my head as far as how they look as well mm -hmm. as uh, who they follow on social media. Mm -hmm. But we appreciate you. <laughs> we appreciate um, no disrespect. With all due respect, actually. With all due respect. If you're writing no into us, you already need exactly. to. Exactly. Yes. With, all, with all due respect. You're yes. asking us for advice. All right, we got to take a break. We'll be back. MSNBC contributor Al Sharpton, the ever bright Al Sharpton, uh, just recently said uh, day, the day before Trump was arraigned, he could not imagine that Thomas Jefferson or James Madison, you know, people like our founding fathers, would ever try to overthrow the government. Watch. One day our children's children will read American history. And can you imagine our reading that James Madison or J Thomas Jefferson tried to overthrow the government so they can stay in power. That's what we're looking at. We're looking at American history. All right, let me take this. <laughs> uh, all right, all right. So, uh, as resident anarchist, yeah, I seconds. always refer to go read the actual Declaration of Independence. It says that it is literally the right of the people to alter or abolish yeah. the government. That's specifically in there, and that's what the freaking declaration was about. It was a moment of secession. They literally did overthrow the government. Get out of my face. It's <laughs> <laughs> so stupid. It's like. How do you think this country was founded? And to Eric's point, it's all it's all in there. It's like in the document. It is, it is an duty. It is your yeah, duty. Is. Your duty. Yes. Um, all right, Link, thank you so much for being thank on. Thank you guys We've for having 10 me. 10 seconds. Tell everyone where they can find you. You can find me on TikTok, Twitter at It's Link Lauren. Awesome. Thank, thank you so you guys. much. Come back soon. Thanks, Eric. Uh, we'll see you on Monday. Stream and subscribe to more Blaze Media content at theblaze.com slash podcasts.